Thousands of bleary-eyed soccer fans have had an early start this morning as the Socceroos created history in Qatar. They've equaled our best ever World Cup performance, progressing to the tournament's knockout stages for only the second time. It took a remarkable 1-0 win over Denmark to move into the round of 16, sparking jubilant early morning celebrations from football fans right across the country. A moment forever written into Australian sporting folklore. The ball, Moy. Yeah. And there it is! Can you believe it? Written off too many times to remember. Australia has found a way. It's hard to put into or to describe the, the emotions right now. We always knew we could do it. We believed as a group. Um, we had our doubters. Meanwhile, pandemonium back home. final group game, the equation was simple. Denmark's qualification hopes relied on a win. Australia just needed to survive. He shoots near post. He came up with a very sharp save. No lack of optimism for the green and gold army, but chances were hard to come by against the world's 10th best team. Scoreless at the break, a win for Australia. The Aussies then put their bodies on the line in the second half before a twist no one saw coming. Tunisia shocking world champions France and now only a win would do for Australia. The response almost instant. One way than the other! Matthew Leckie lighting up Australia from the other side of the world. Oh, you know what? I nearly cried, but my daughter-in-law was sitting there and I thought, harden up, buddy, harden up. Don't say a word. Minutes ticking down, fingernails already chewed away. Denmark pushed the Socceroos to the limit, but this was Australia's day. We've been working on this for four, four and a half years, about the belief of the energy and the focus. You know, I could see in their eyes they were ready tonight. Super special. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to quite sink in, you know, how monumental tonight was. But, uh, yeah, just super proud of the boys and everyone involved. And uh, uh, it's nice to be an Australian. Australia has just won and the crowd is going absolutely nuts. There are flares going off everywhere with about a minute to go in the game. Pretty much everyone in Federation Square had their mobile phones up, ready to capture the moment Australia advanced to the final 16. This group has got something very, very special and that's clear that Australia waking up to that news this morning. Nathan Curry, 7 News. And Seven Sport presenter Matt Shervington is here with more. What a win, Shervo. Oh. How does it rank in terms of World Cup performances? Well, that's a really good question, Anne, isn't it? I mean, this has to be one of the best sporting performances of any team for Australia at a major championship. The World Cup, of course, is the pinnacle for football around the world. And it, Australia today have done something that we've never done before. I mean, we've, we've won World Cup matches before. We've made it to the round of 16. But what this team has done is win back-to-back -back matches, never done that before, and back-to-back -back clean sheets, which means we haven't been scored against in the last two matches, which in itself, when we beat Tunisia 1-0, that was the first time we had done that for 48 years, and to do that back-to-back -back is a phenomenal thing. It really does show the steel um, defensively, the attacking ability of this team, and we saw um, Graham Arnold just say there the spirit of this team, and that's what everyone's talking about. There are comparisons to 2006, the golden era 
Super, as they called it back then. Um, potentially we had more superstars in the team then, but it feels like we have more heart, more spirit, and it's been a long road to get here. No one thought they could do it, and they have made it just phenomenal. Yeah, they deserve that win. Mm. But up next, the mighty Argentina. Yeah, that's right. Lionel Messi, Argentina. Lionel Messi, of course, arguably the best player in the world and has been over the last decade. Um, it's going to be extremely tough, but... You know, we, we keep writing them off and we keep saying they're not going to do it and uh, they keep doing it. One great thing is this, what we're seeing Federation Square, it was in Melbourne overnight. We're also going to see that around Australia again. Dominic Perrottet, New South Wales Premier, has promised there is going to be a huge live site in Sydney. Some talking about the forecourt of the Opera House going off when they do play 6am Sunday against Argentina. Sensational. Good great on you, Shervo. Right. See you for more sports soon. Thanks. Thank you. The criminals behind the Medibank cyber hack have published the entire cache of stolen data online. Let's go live to political reporter Jennifer Beshwati in Cambridge. Jen, good morning. It contains a lot of sensitive information. Yes, it does, Anne. And given the size of the folders where the data was published, it suggests that it could be the entire group of 10 million current and former Medibank customers. Not only did they steal patient identities, but also medical histories. Now, the criminal group from Russia, known as R Evil, published the data this morning with the caption, Happy Cyber Security Day, full case closed. Now, that indicates that the hackers have given up on being able to get that $15 million ransom. The government says understandably there'd be a lot of Australians right now feeling shocked, violated and angry. There's no particular comfort you can give people but when it's to do with the government services area we've got, we will red flag anyone we see whose information's been hacked. To those who act as cyber criminals uh, they should know that countries like Australia are investing ever more that we want to come and we will come after you where we can, uh, that this sort of action will not be tolerated. And we've heard from Medibank this morning confirming the information has been leaked, but also says it's raw data, which means much of it is incomplete and hard to understand. For example, health claims data released today has not been joined with customer name and contact details. But again, the CEO has unreservedly apologised to customers. Now, the federal government this week, in fact, had passed legislation which could fine businesses up to $50 million for serious data data breaches, but Anne, the government says it hopes that it doesn't have to enforce it. Yes, we certainly hope so. Jennifer Beshwati in Canberra, thank you. An early suspect in the disappearance of toddler William Tyrrell has won his malicious prosecution case against the state of New South Wales. Leonie Ryan is at the state Supreme Court. Leonie, good morning. Bill Spedding has been awarded a significant payout. That's right, and The investigation into Bill Spedding may have happened years ago, but today's judgment lasted a mere few seconds with Justice Ian Harrison awarding him almost $1.5 million in damages. Now, Spedding sued the state back in April, saying the investigation ruined his reputation, caused him to lose 20 kilograms and left him with crippling anxiety. William Tyrrell disappeared from a house at Kendall in September 2014, and because Spedding had been at the home in his capacity, as a washing machine repairman, detectives focused on him months later. I hope that the mystery surrounding William's disappearance is solved quickly and I hope that the incorrect focus upon me as a suspect has not irreparably damaged the prospect of solving this mystery. 
because of the wrongful prosecution, Spedding received death threats and was encouraged to take his own life. He was wrongfully accused of sexually assaulting two children in the 80s, but the allegations resurfaced in the hope of putting pressure on him to admit his involvement in William's disappearance. It resulted in him being held in protective custody for almost a month. Former detective Gary Jubilant told Spedding he would ruin him. The 70-year-old's lawyer told us outside court the result serves as a warning for future police prosecutions. Now, Anne, on top of the $1.5 million in damages, the state has been ordered to pay court costs, which could easily push it over the $2 million mark. Leonie Ryan with that breaking news. Thank you very much, Leonie. Three of the world's most powerful leaders will travel to Sydney next year for high-level talks with the Prime Minister. US President Joe Biden, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida will gather for the important Quad Summit. A date has not been set, but it's likely to be held in May or June. Taxpayers will be expected to fork out $20 million for the event. A cruise ship with a COVID outbreak on board has docked in Melbourne this morning. It's not clear how many of the nearly 4,000 passengers and crew on the Grand Princess are infected with the virus. The ship had earlier been instructed not to dock at the port of Newcastle because of already high community transmission in the area. Fleetwood Mac co-lead vocalist and keyboardist Christine McVie has died at the age of 79. Her family is remembering her as a revered musician who was loved universally. McVie's former bandmates are devastated, describing her as the best musician anyone could have in their band and the best friend anyone could have in their life.